0: Whoa. Welcome Whoa. back to another episode of Lady Your Scareness. I'm Hillary. I'm Taylor. And I'm Marisa. Yeah. I'm going to so go guys. ahead and introduce Marisa as our third party of Lady Your Scareness. Mm-hmm.
1: Welcome to the club officially. What? Clap, 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 yeah. <laughs>
0: clap. Clap, 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 <laughs> clap. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Welcome. Thanks. We also require a blood sacrifice. So when you leave, yeah. be sure to leave your blood at the door. Um, and your child. Kate, not
1: Kate, not Nick, okay. not, not, not
0: Nicholas. Wow. Yeah, we, we don't want him. We want the good one. We want the good one. <laughs> uh, can we Mm-mm. talk Mm-mm. about this?
1: Nope. You're already here, and the door's locked. Anyway, help me. Today's episode was suggested by our listener Whitney. What's up, Whitney? Whitney? Yeah. So she I sent can't... me a little article on Instagram about this guy, I and really we can leave right no yeah we both agreed i don't want it sounded much. like a good one so today we're going to talk about jeff pelly <laughs> so the pelly family was a blended <laughs> felly <laughs>
0: leave that in leave it in the pelly <laughs> felly <while we> <laughs> <lived> <laughs> <up>. <laughs> Leave it in. It stays. That
1: All right. incredible. <laughs> okay. You it's thought you were going to be a, real high and Yeah. Well, it's 9:53 p.m. We I worked thought. four days. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah.
2: worked one. Delirious at this point.
1: Yeah. All right. The Pelly family was a blended family. Pastor Robert or Bob Lee Pelly and Don and his wife Don were both widows before they married each other. Bob brought his son Jeff and his daughter Jackie into the marriage, and Don had three daughters named Jessica, Janelle, and Jolene. Isn't that like What a coincidence them. No but they were separate Generally, Oh he, Yeah He had his kids That were Jays, And she had her kids That were Jays, And oh. then they got together that Here's co- a story Coincidence I'm a lovely lady uh, So After the marriage The family moved to Lakeville, Indiana In 1986 Bob was gonna preach At the Olive Branch Church And the Pelly family Lived in Pensacola No <laughs> And the Pelly family Lived in the parsonage Next door To outsiders The family seemed Like the Brady Bunch Hmm Mm-hmm. sure Jan, but that wasn't the case Marsha, marcia Marsha. behind closed doors there was a lot of tension in the house don and bob were both pretty strict jackie would argue with don about her old-fashioned beliefs in corporal punishment and her beliefs about how girls should act you know she was probably saying they need to be super modest and whatnot mm-hmm. you can't wear that bob was also a straight disciplinarian he expected all the kids to be basically perfect preachers kids
2: has he ever met a preacher's kid? Because they are not
1: perfect. They're not. And they're mm. Even back homeless. in the 80s. And My best little... friend in elementary school, well, my best friend for most of my life was a preacher's kid, and she was pretty good. Mm-hmm. No.
0: Mm. Every preacher's kid I've ever known was like the most promiscuous, male or female. She wasn't. She
1: mm. she really wasn't. And they, they were strict, too. Like, she couldn't watch they weren't, Harry not, Potter. No, she don't couldn't get... read Harry Potter. She couldn't listen to NSYNC. Dirty wow. Mm-hmm. Dirty so bop. they were like, she. she was raised pretty strict. She didn't read, Harry Potter till she was an adult. That was a wow. kick a
0: lot of people went on was the Harry Potter thing. My grandmother yeah. thought that was the devil. Yeah. yeah.
1: But no, she was actually a good, good person.
0: I'm not saying that the people that I knew weren't bad people, but they definitely weren't like, hmm mm-hmm. preachers kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. they well, all grow up they're all have their sins we yeah. all sinners we they're all kids. Sinners. at the end of the day they're kids they're going to uh, experience things well
1: jeff was their rebellious kid he was grounded most of the time for some reason or another in the spring of 1989 17 year old jeff was arrested for stealing some cash and cds from a local home mm. as a punishment jeff was grounded he couldn't drive his 1984 silver ford mustang And he couldn't go on his class trip to Six Flags Great America Amusement Park near Chicago. And he would not be able to attend his senior prom. Oh. Ouch. Yeah. Did you guys go to your senior prom? Yep. Yeah. Did? I didn't. Why? Because I had a stupid boyfriend at the time. He was older than me. And he was like, I didn't even go to my prom. Why would I go to yours? Wow. Hillary. Hillary. I would have gone to your prom with you.
0: I would have taken you to the prom.
1: Well, I, um.
0: I would have been a better day than Marisa.
1: I, um, no I was way. gonna take a um, There's guy no that. Because I just wanted to get. I, I didn't really laid. care. No. <laughs> no. I had a boyfriend, so. Right. You were already um, getting laid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was gonna take. Because I just wanted to, like, Get pretty and wear a dress and take pictures, you know. Yeah,
0: it's a Um, it's a big thing in high school. I was actually going to take
1: a freshman that I was that was like really funny and we had a class together because he was super smart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but his mom wouldn't let him go. I don't know if it was because of me. Probably no, a
0: little slut.
1: No, she was a church person, so I think she just oh, Oh, she not want him to go. Yeah,
0: (laughs) so we're all like oh, yeah. So the um. Cause I was like satanic emblem that was on your
1: chest. Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause I told my book and I was like, well, I'm going to take, I'm going to take this guy. If you're not going to go. Yeah. I went to my junior prom. I
0: think I had a date. I had a date for pretty much all of my dances, except my senior prom. I went with just all my girlfriends.
1: So my school did prom weird. We considered prom. Cause I went to my junior prom. They did have a dance. Nobody went to the dance. Really. You didn't go to the dance. What we did was, you know, we got pretty, whatever, whatever. Then you had what well, we had a lead out. So we, everybody would be in the auditorium, all the family, friends, just everybody would be in the auditorium and they would announce each couple. Your date would come from one side. You'd come from the other, meet in the middle and you'd walk down like a little Hmm. runway. So basically you were just showing off your dress and showing yourself off. Oh, okay. And literally me and my people, we walked straight off our little runway and went and did whatever at the beach and all that. We didn't even go to the dance. Cause like I said, the dance wasn't a big deal. You really just got dressed up. Yeah. Went to the lead out to show off.
0: Huh, that's yeah, different. I went. you yeah, no, yeah. My high school was a little different. Yeah, we went to shake our ass. Yeah, well, I, it was like
2: you you get you went to the prom and you stayed for like an hour and then you went and did whatever the hell mm-hmm. you wanted to do. Got your picture taken, danced a little bit, and we, then you left.
0: My high school, we went to the dance and we all danced and had a great time, and then we left, and then that's when all the fun stuff happened. Yeah, I feel like. The stereotypical what happens after prom happens after prom. Mm-hmm. But I very much from what I remember, we were all
1: at, at the dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, none of us went to the dance. Hmm. Like I said, we, all, we went to the beach and then we, we played goofy golf. What beach? Pensacola. Oh, OK. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just went with a friend that year. We had fun. And then I actually went to my cousin's prom. And it was all right. You went with your cousin? No, my cousin's friend. Oh. She's I. not that Alabama. I wanted yeah, I remember. her to say
0: that she went with
1: her cousin. Uh, but their prom was like that. It was the dance thing. They Got didn't to, do how we did it. Back anyway. To Jeff. Back to Jeff. He was not going to be allowed to go to prom. And he was pissed. Piss. Oh, yeah. Definitely. That's his
0: rite of passage back then. Yeah.
1: He, yo, I bet prom in the 80s was fun. I bet, yeah. Prom
0: in the 80s is like.
1: Okay. Yeah. You probably didn't have an
2: 80s
0: prom. I'm sorry. 90s?
2: Oh my god. I graduated in 2001. Oh, okay. 9-11. Assholes.
0: Okay. Yeah. <sighs> I uh, can't remember exactly. Wait, you graduated high school in 2001? Mm-hmm. First well, class of the millennium. Where were you at in 2001? We've already had this conversation, but where were you at in 2001? Middle school, maybe. And you were in elementary school. I was mm-hmm. some I hate you so much. So <laughs> yeah, sorry. Jeff was mad. Gonna, are you going to drink this? Because I'm going to drink
1: it. Are you going to be able to drive home? Yeah. Okay. I'm not fucking taking her home. I'm gonna let her okay. loose. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. If you were really drunk, I'd let you sleep in the. But she's room. not if taking
0: you home. <laughs> really drunk. You so care yeah, if
1: I drink after you. No. Okay. Am gonna catch the gay? Find out. All right. <laughs> so yeah, Jeff was pissed. He yelled and screamed and I hate this place. I'm never fucking coming back. You're horrible. Yeah. (laughs) Normal fucking teenager stuff. Nothing that they hadn't heard him say 10,000 times before. Over time, Jeff must have worn his dad down because at some point it eventually came down to... Jeff could go to prom under the condition that his dad had to drive him to prom and pick him up from prom. Some people think that part of it was that Bob had heard that Jeff's girlfriend, Darla, had already bought a dress Mm -hmm. and he was like, oh, that'd be a pretty fucking dick move. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, But Jeff would still not be allowed to go to the after prom party or do any of the after prom prom activities under any circumstances and he could not go on the trip the next day so it's like you can go to prom that is it i'm driving you and dropping you off and picking you up yeah so on friday night april 28th jeff told his girlfriend darla that his dad had agreed to let him go to let him go on the school trip and said that he could drive himself to prom so he's telling her, Hey, guess what? Everything's good. I can drive to prom and I can go on the trip tomorrow. Oh. But he um he told her to keep the news to herself because his stepmom would be pissed if she found out.
0: She's mm. gonna be so mad.
1: Stepmom. Yeah. They're the Brady Bunch, remember? Oh yeah. yeah. But fuck her.
0: She's a stepmom. Oh, well, you know. Um
1: Ooh, yeah, Marisa's a stepmom.
0: And my wife's a stepmom, so
1: I wasn't talking about Miss Amy, that's for sure. So the next day, Saturday, April 29th was the day of the prom. Jeff went to work that morning. He worked at McDonald's and he was home around lunchtime. So that afternoon, several friends stopped by the Pelly house to show off their prom outfits, you know, just, oh, hey, plus the dad was a preacher. So probably a lot of the um, um, yeah church kids stopped by. Hey, Pastor Bob, mm-hmm. look at me. Well, everyone that went by noted that Jeff seemed a little bit withdrawn and he was dressed in his normal casual clothes and showed like no indication of getting ready for prom. He was just hanging out in the house in his normal clothes. At 5.20 p.m., Jeff called Darla and told her that he was at an Amoco gas station but was running late due to car trouble. Ten minutes later, he showed up at a friend's house where Darla was waiting for him, and that's when he changed into his tux and they left to go to prom. Meanwhile, back at the Pelly residence, The daughter of a family friend stopped by to show off her prom dress to Pastor Bob and Don, but she found that the home was basically locked down. The shades were drawn and no lights were on at all. Jeff and Darla got to prom at about 7.30 p.m. They had a great time. They danced. They interacted with friends. And everyone said Jeff was his usual chirpy self. After prom, they went bowling with some other seniors. And then they went to a friend's house where they were having like a post-prom slumber party.
0: I had that, too. I did that, too.
1: Was it at the cool parents' house? (laughs) Yeah.
0: I would not allow that. I would not want to be I wouldn't want to be the cool parent. I would knowing what it. happens at the cool parent house, yeah. I don't want to be the cool parent. I think I'm the cool parent. You are. Yeah. But the thing is there is a Okay. If you can there do are it, there I are want you to do cool, it under my
2: roof. No, there oh, are. No, I'm not that cool. There,
0: <laughs> <laughs> there are cool parents who have boundaries and then there are cool parents who have no boundaries. I feel
1: like I would be like, All right, boys. Sleep over here in the living room, right? And mm-hmm. I'll come do room checks. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Boys, ain't in the nobody conceiving in my house. Or mm-hmm. girls are sleeping in the room with me. Yeah, yeah. Boys can go sleep in the living room mm-hmm. with the man of the house, mm-hmm. and we'll fucking see what happens if there's any intermingling. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. You literally, I got cameras in my house. You sleep in the doorway. Ew. You can. Sleep. I do. Oh, Okay. Well, Inside. Mm-hmm. Don't go pee at Marisa's house.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> not in I hope I I'm not a boyer. You, when, you, when I come to your house for dinner, I'm going to walk Well, Bog- Bog- They don't record. Bog- 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 you. Bog- Honestly, they're Bog- just in there
2: because Amy is obsessed with the dogs and wants to make sure they're okay during oh, the day. Well,
0: those are just as bad as security cameras. You can watch live feeds on those. Yes. And, and they don't record.
1: <laughs> they had their little post-prom slumber party. The next day, Sunday, the couple left about 7 a.m. and they went to Darla's house to pick up Some money because they were going on that trip to Six Flags in Chicago. So she had to go by her house to get some money and her clothes and whatever, whatever. Darla's mom was surprised to see Jeff. She said that she thought that he wasn't allowed to go on the trip. And Jeff said, no, I've been given a two day pass from the Pelly prison. Oh. Shortly after they were headed to Six Flags, Darla drove her car with Jeff and another couple. And she noted that Jeff seemed quiet. And at one point at the amusement park, he told her that he had a feeling that something was wrong. He said something just doesn't feel right inside. Like they're at the amusement park. Mm -hmm. Everything's fine. Then all of a sudden he's like, something doesn't feel right. And she's like, what? And he's like, I don't
0: know. He said that.
1: Yeah. Mm. So again, it's Sunday. Church day. Mm -hmm. So we are back at Olive Branch Church, 930 a.m. All the parishioners are gathered in the chapel, but they're missing a very, very important person. Their son. No. No. The pastor. The Pellies? The The parishioners are sitting. Oh, okay. okay. I thought you said pastor. Sorry. You don't know church lingo? Well, it's been a while. (laughs) (laughs) So everybody's sitting in the church and they're like, where's our pastor? And then they're like, wait a minute. Nobody in that family's here. Where's the entire Pellie family? They felt like something was definitely wrong. If the whole family was sick, they would have let somebody know. Mm -hmm. And then they would definitely know if the family was going out of town because Pastor Bob would have talked about it and he would have made arrangements for someone else to come in to preach. So... Again, the Pelleys lived at the parsonage next door. So a couple of members of the church walked over to the house to check on them. They knocked and knocked and knocked, but got nothing. They couldn't see into the house because all the blinds were closed. Eventually, someone went and got the spare key from the church so they could enter the home. And almost immediately, they found Pastor Bob. He was lying dead in the hallway. He had been shot twice, once in the chest and once in the neck. And so they called 911. Dawn Pelly and her two daughters, Janelle and Jolene, were found dead in the basement. Fuck. Damn. They'd all been shot once in the head. When police and ambulance arrived, the parishioners told officers the situation and what they found inside. They also told police that three of the Pelly children, Jeff, Jackie, and Jessica, were unaccounted for. The detectives noted that the family were dressed in casual clothes, not sleepwear, and not church clothes. So to them, that suggested that they had been killed sometime Saturday evening or late afternoon. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The house had not been ransacked and there was no evidence of a break-in. The positioning of Bob's body was also peculiar. He was in the hallway on his back, with his feet pointing towards the end of the hallway. So you walk in the front door, look down the hallway. Mm -hmm. That's where Bob is. Mm -hmm. His feet are facing the end of the hallway. His head would be facing you. Mm -hmm. Okay. The rooms at the end of the hallway were the master bedroom and Jeff's room. So that meant whoever shot Bob had come out of one of these rooms.
2: Okay. Because he was shot they in the shot
1: sun. him and okay. he fell backwards. Okay. Also in the master bedroom, there was a gun rack with nothing on it.
0: In the master bedroom.
1: People recall Bob having a 20 gauge shotgun that he kept in there, but now it was empty. Law enforcement quickly learned that Jessica had been spending the weekend with a friend. Jackie had been visiting friends at college and Jeff was on a class trip. Calls were made and soon Jessica and Jackie were on their way home. So the next task was to track down Jeff. As they talked with church members, the church people voiced that they were shocked that Pastor Bob had let Jeff drive himself to prom. They told detectives that Bob was insistent that under no circumstances would Jeff be allowed to drive his own car to prom. They even claimed that Bob had canceled the insurance on the car, hidden the keys, and even removed parts from the car so it could not be driven. Damn. So he was serious, which made them think, why would he just be like, eh, okay. Right. Mm-mm. I don't understand why he's so strict in the first place. Well, he got, arrested, he got arrested for stealing so... out of the house.
0: Yeah, so I can see, yeah. You're
1: going to let your child just fucking be a thief? Without yeah. any repercussions? Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, that's why you're not well, mom, well, so.
0: my children. I'm going to let my playing... child be a thief so they could get arrested so that they could understand what the real precautions are.
2: Did they bail the guy, did they bail their son out? Here's Probably. Son. Yeah.
1: yeah. Why wouldn't they? Well, he was also. Well, I wouldn't um A teenager. Anyway, you wouldn't
0: build Nicholas out. No. What about Kate? Neither one. Yeah. If they did some, No. If they did something so stupid
2: that they got arrested, their ass is going to stay in jail. One hundred percent. I think she would like Kate out. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> Actually, I'd be, I would. I probably would. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay. You'd be like, Kate, because I'd be like, Kate, it's a no, misunderstanding. my baby. She's just a baby. She cannot be in jail. No, no there's but-
2: no way. You have got the wrong kid. <laughs>
0: No, my Kate. No. Nope. Not my baby Nicholas. Kate. Nicholas, yeah, he probably did it. He probably yeah, did. he
1: probably did that. <laughs> so, the car was also not at the house. During the search of the house, one interesting clue was found in the basement washing machine. A small load of laundry had recently been done. Inside was a pink and blue shirt, a pair of jeans, and a pair of socks. These items were what Jeff Pelly had been wearing the previous afternoon. Why had just those particular items been washed? Luminol was sprayed inside the washing machine cylinder, but the results were inconclusive. Although there was a reaction, they couldn't say if it was due to the presence of blood or chemicals in the detergent. Inside the bathroom, detectives noticed wet washcloths draped over the side of the tub. So someone had recently showered. Shell casings from the bullets were missing. So they found Jeff at Six Flags and brought him back to Indiana. Darla went back with him and Jeff assured her several times that he was not responsible for the shootings. At the police station in Lakeville, Jeff insisted that he had nothing to do with the murders. He said that he had been at Casey's gas station at the time that they supposedly occurred. He said he stopped there due to car troubles, but this was contradicted to what he told Darla. He told her that he was calling from the Amoco station. When they pointed out the discrepancy, he said that he had stopped at both places. He fixed his car at the Amico, then went to Casey's to get a soda. When they asked him why he just didn't get a soda at the Amoco, he said he didn't have an answer. When it came to the empty gun rack, there was more conflicting information. Jeff and Jackie said that the gun hadn't been there for a while. Jeff even went on to say that Bob had sold all of his guns after Jeff had made a suicidal statement once when he was mad. But Jessica remembers the gun being there. She swears that it was there Friday when she left for the weekend. When they asked about his relationship with Don and his dad, Jeff said that he and Don tolerated each other, but that he didn't hate her. So they didn't really have much of a relationship. Mm -hmm. And he admitted that he and his dad had their issues, but he knew his dad loved him and they got along pretty well for the most part. They got a timeline from Jeff who said he left the house a little bit before 5 p.m. And several people confirmed that they had stopped by the Pelly home on Saturday to show off their prom dresses or tuxes till about 5. And they did see Jeff there. But nobody visited the house after that. And Jeff's Mustang was gone by 530. It was a very small window of time for the murders to occur, and they all felt that Jeff was the only person that could fit into that window of time. He had all the means and all the motive. He had a fairly big dispute with his parents before, and he had the access to the house to be able to lock up all the doors and windows Mm -hmm. like they were. But there was one major issue when it came to the timeline. At the scene of the murder and during the initial investigation, Nobody took responsibility for performing one of the most fundamental and important tasks in any homicide investigation. Nobody ever determined an approximate time of death. There was no assessing for rigor mortis, no checking for lividity, and no one bothered to take temperature samples from the bodies.
2: Why? I don't
0: know.
1: Okay. Like I said before. Isn't
0: time of death like when you get to the scene?
2: No, because if they were already dead, they need to figure out, well, how long have they been dead? That's why they take right. temperatures. But I'm saying, yeah. like,
0: wouldn't that be like the first thing you did when you get to oh, the scene? What, oh,
2: okay. I see what you're saying.
0: Yeah. Well, for whatever reason, nobody
1: did it. Yeah, that seems like a
2: really pretty big important part that they skipped over there. Amateurs. Wow.
1: On Wednesday, May the 3rd, 1989, the four deceased Pelleys were mourned at a funeral ceremony at the Olive Branch Church. Detectives assigned to watch the funeral, which is a standard investigation technique, said that Jeff displayed no reaction, no weeping, or no discernible indications of grief. They thought that Jeff's unemotional behavior was more proof that he had been guilty. But Jackie later said that her brother's stoicism was due to early lessons from Bob after their mom, Joy, died. He was kind of like the no crying aloud kind of guy. Yeah. Which, okay, Okay. I'll buy that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They continued to investigate everything they could, but they never had enough evidence to charge him. So they didn't. Life went on for their surviving Pelley children. Jeff moved to Florida, got married, and became a Sunday school teacher. But in 2002, St. Joseph County District Attorney Christopher Toth wanted to get reelected, but the community was dissatisfied with his job performance, and one of their biggest gripes was the unsolved Pelley family murders. So as part of his campaign for re-election, Toth promised to get justice for the Pelley's and secure an indictment from the grand jury against the Pelley's son. So finally, on August the 2nd, 2002, Jeff Pelley was arrested and charged with murdering his father, stepmother, and adopted sisters. Despite only having circumstantial cases against Jeff, on Friday, July 21st, 2006, Jeff Pelley was found guilty of murdering his family. In October 2006, he was sentenced to 40 years for each murder, a total of 160 years.
0: Damn. Wow.
1: That's a long time to come back and get him. Yeah. So in April 2008, the Indiana Court of Appeals reversed and remanded Jeff's conviction, allowing him the opportunity to prove his previous defense attorneys mishandled the case and that the prosecution misinterpreted, misrepresented evidence, violating his constitutional right. The central piece of evidence in the dispute was the pair of jeans. Jeff and his attorneys alleged that prosecutors lied in the first trial when they told jurors that Jeff's jeans had been found in the washing machine and by implication were cleaned to remove evidence. They presented a 2002 evidentiary memo stating that the jean pockets had contained 34 coins and a legible receipt when they were seized. So they're saying they weren't cleaned because there was a receipt and coins in the pocket. Okay. Despite these arguments, on February 19th, 2009, the Indiana Supreme Court ruled to reinstate the jury's verdict. So very recently, this year, Jeff went back to court they alleged that Jeff's original attorneys neglected to thoroughly investigate alternate suspects, motives, and theories of the crime, pointing to an interview prosecutors failed to disclose during discovery. This interview with a woman named Tony Beeler Biel- suggested the possibility that Jeff's father had ties to organized crime in Florida. And the Pelly family murders were acts of revenge by the mob who were angry when the pastor tried to stop moving their money. Beeler testified that in 1989, Bob told her, they're going to kill each member of my family. I'm going to watch and they're going to kill me. And only days later, the murder took place.
2: Did they ever figure out a time of death? No. Okay.
1: So where is Jeff now? Yes. Jeff is currently an inmate at Indiana State Prison in Michigan City, Indiana. According to the Indiana Department of Correction, his first eligible date for release will be in January 2082 when he is 110 years old. Damn. He still maintains his innocence. Do you think he's innocent? I don't know. Like, do we
2: We really don't know if he was I mean, connected to the mob. I mean, he had every reason to. To kill them? I mean, no. It would be but a stupid yeah. reason, but yeah. It's a,
1: a teenage motive. Right, 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 right. What do you think, Taylor?
0: Teenage motive.
1: Do you think he killed him? Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly.
0: Allegedly, yes. Because in the sense, like...
1: He's alive right Imagine,
0: now. Imagine being... I see it from the standpoint of an emotional teenager.
1: Right. That sees no other way out. This is the worst thing that's
0: ever happened to me. Is locked down 24-7 in everything that he does. And all he wanted to do was go to his prom. And the only thing standing between... prison. And the only thing standing between him and going to the prom and being with the girl and getting all the things
1: Mm -hmm. are his parents. And the way that Bob was laying, like, when they pointed that out, Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of... Well, the fact that,
2: like you said, like, he went from no, I can't, I can't even drive to the prom to mm-hmm. tell him his girlfriend. What, I can like, do the, everything like the day before or something mm-hmm. like
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and when people were saying his dad went to such extremes yeah, for him to not be able to drive the car, like taking right. parts out of it. And, yeah. and he apparently had to stop at a gas station to fix something in the car. Yeah. So his dad could have taken parts out and he put them back in real quick. Right. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But dang, imagine like being free out in the world you know this crap happened back in the day right whether you did it or not mm-hmm. being free for all this time then all of a sudden they're like gotcha turn gotcha. to jail we
0: which gotcha. i th- don't understand because they're missing so many things of the puzzle yeah it's still a lot of like circumstantial, circumstantial evidence yeah but Some i mean people wow. have gone to jail for less a look well. at scott yeah. peterson he did it yeah allegedly <laughs> yeah
1: allegedly he did it so yeah i thought that one was interesting i'd never yeah, heard it before that is a good one that was good, good kill that yeah, wasn't thanks. me it was whitney oh, oh thanks sorry whitney let
0: whitney. me disrespect you like that
1: yeah that was her all her
0: all right thanks that's awesome well if you don't follow us on instagram follow us at lady underscore Scaring Us, and we'll talk to you soon hey don't forget about the tiktok yeah yeah don't forget that'll about be that ticket it
1: might be up by the time this comes out it may not it's, it's it probably will be all right okay check it out mm. bye bye, bye.